Let us pray. Lord, quiet in us any voice but your own, that we might hear your word for us this day and apply it to our lives in confidence and with joy. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. The original title of this sermon was Us and Them. It was a reflection on today's lectionary passage from the fourth chapter of John, the story of Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. I will allude to that story, but have shifted focus. We have all been preoccupied in the past few days with the rapidly developing response to the coronavirus pandemic. For that reason, I am presenting some reflections on the lectionary Old Testament text. So listen now to these words from Scripture in the book of Exodus, chapter 17, the first seven verses. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are grateful that you are with us for this live streaming of our worship. We are following public health guidelines for social distancing. That is, keeping people apart as much as feasible in this time of contagion. The reality is that my behavior impacts your life, and your behavior impacts my life and the lives of all those around you. It is also critically important that we pull together as a community of faith. Those two desires may seem to be in opposition, but in fact, they belong together in a pandemic. We have suspended in-person worship and gatherings in our building to do our part to, show the pro to slow the progress of this very contagious virus. 
We do this to limit its impact on the most vulnerable in the larger community, the elderly and those with underlying health conditions, and to reduce the potential for our health system being overwhelmed with a surge of sick people. It remains important, however, to be in contact with church members by phone and electronic devices to ensure that their needs for food and care are met. It requires trust in God's presence to guide us and provide us what we need to be and remain community. And that brings me back to our morning text from the book of Exodus. We found the Israelites journeying by, journeying by stages in the wilderness. Life in the wilderness is precarious. There are threats from wild animals and disease, as well as concerns about adequate food and water. Certainly, we can see a parallel with the COVID-19 pandemic. In both settings, there is anxiety about what the future holds. The Israelites did not question the existence of God, but they did ask, is the Lord among us or not? They had been used to living in Egypt where Pharaoh was perceived as God by every non-Jew around them. In the wilderness, they were reliant on God, on the God of history, whose presence was wrapped in mystery. After camping at the feet of the promised land on the horizon, they have run out of water and now wonder if they will simply die in the desert. They quarrel with their leader, Moses, and he appeals to God, who responds with a way for Moses to find water for the people. The people do realize that if God is not in their midst, there is no life. The biblical scholar Aviva Zornberg explains that for the Israelites, it is a question of being or nothingness, and being depends on God's presence. The Israelites in the wilderness, the question of where God is becomes paramount. Is the Lord among us or not? Fear proceeds from a way of seeing things. The way you see something affects the way you think and feel. The Lord God had led the Israelites out of slavery and went before them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them along the way. And God never left them. But they still wondered about God's presence when they were met with the real threat of having no food, no water. They were quarreling and they tested God's love for them. God responded with a source of water but it is important to understand that God does not respond because the people complain. Water becomes available because God is present in their midst and is committed to preserving the life of that community. Remember what God says to Moses in verse 6. 
I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. The Israelites were not able to see God, but God was there. Moses could see God, see what the others could not. And his faithful seeing kept the Israelites moving forward to the promised land. Think of modern Moses figures like Harriet Tubman and Martin Luther King Jr. They also could see the promised land and trust God's presence. We have an advantage over the Israelites in the wilderness of sin. We may be experiencing a similar threat to our well-being with COVID-19, but we have an awareness of God's presence through our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that sustains the life of our community. But perhaps you have still found yourself asking, as we all do from time to time, is the Lord among us or not? The answer to that question comes in the behavior of this and other faith communities and the community as a whole. Yesterday morning I heard this story on the radio. A young woman was going into her local grocery store and noticed an elderly woman waving to her from her car in the parking lot. She went over to see what the woman wanted. The woman put down her car window just a little bit and said that she and her husband, both in their 80s, were afraid to go into the grocery store. They were afraid of the risk of the pandemic for them. She appeared very anxious. She had tears in her eyes. She asked the young woman if she would go into the store for them and buy the groceries. Through the crack in the window, she handed the young woman a $100 bill and a grocery list. The young woman went into the store, got the groceries, and brought them back to the elderly couple. When we look out for others in spite of any threat to our own well-being, we show evidence of God's love for humanity and God's presence in our midst. We affirm as a matter of faith that human flourishing, well-being, and joy come from God. God works through us to that end. The reality of God is not measured or proved by human prosperity. It is love, care, and sacrifice that demonstrate God's presence in our midst. That is the message of the crucifixion. In the season of Lent, we can accompany our Lord on a journey in which we seek to understand more deeply our own level of trust in God's presence. We may ask, is the Lord among us or not? Our Lenten discipline is to find ways to see God in our midst. Trusting in that presence gives us the courage to reach out to aid others, and we do that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave us living water, John 4, verse 10, that becomes in us, quote, a spring of water gushing up to eternal life, 
John 4, verse 14. What does this mean for our church in this time of pandemic? Even as we suspend our gatherings of people and worship and meetings, we continue to provide food to hungry people, for dining room ministry and food covered. However, measures have been taken to limit interaction among those who come by handing out sack lunches and volunteer-packed bags of groceries. Use of hand sanitizer by visitors to these ministries, protection for our volunteers, has been instituted and is monitored by our safety team under the direction of Jim Pogadillo. The live streaming of our 1045 service is a way to preserve connection through worship, even while we are apart. You can also facilitate virtual meetings using our recently installed technical capabilities. Your pastors, deacons, and elders will redouble their efforts to be in contact with you, but please keep us informed of needs you know of that we need to address. We must pull together in a time like this, even as we keep some physical distance. Is the Lord among us or not? Yes, the Lord is among us. Believe it. Amen.